Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Baby, 
Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale. This is episode 76. Yes, <gasps> this week in the studio, we don't have a guest, it's just Paul and myself. But before, yes, we've set up two cameras now. You get to see Paul. Handsome Paul. Hey, yeah. Look at that. Deli delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Merchant City Medical, this is the third week into sponsorship. Thank you very much, Merchant City Medical, for sponsoring the podcast. You are helping us out. I never got this hat for Merchant City Medical. I got it for Tam Shepherds, but we can talk about that in a minute. Merchant City Medical is a hair transplant place in Glasgow, down near Georgie Square. Other information will come up on the screen with a number. So if you are male, female, and you're struggling or stressed or worried about hair loss, get in touch with Merchant City Medical. I got a hair transplant from Merchant City Medical. I'm very happy with it. Very happy customer. I'm so happy with it. I got them to sponsor the podcast. So if you're one of the guys or girls and you're worried about it, just get in touch, get a free consultation. You'll go into their building and they'll, honestly, they're a great bunch of people that will sort you out. You can pay a £500 deposit and pay it up monthly. Or if you don't want a full hair transplant, there's other options available where they take the plasma out of your blood, inject it into your scalp, and there's payment options for that as well. Don't be one of the guys, man. See the guys when you're where you're burdened stuff and you're going bald and you've got the comb out and you're like, am I going bald? Eh, baby? Eh, babes? And then your wife, because she doesn't know what hurt your feelings, no, it's all right. No, your hair's all right. And you've got a mad fucking gammon nut. <laughs> <laughs> big fucking gammon nut. See if you've got a big gammon nut. <laughs> and you're in denial just get in touch with Merchant City Medical and they will help you out quick shout out to Michael Burns as well I know he's no sponsor in the podcast but I just wanted to thank him again for sponsorship if you want to look through previous episodes he's got a Facebook page that you can like Lamb Solutions Limited you can keep in touch with him and yeah so thank you very much Michael Burns 
wee quick announcement on a serious note as well, Paul. Um, I think this is Mental Health Week, isn't it? Yes, Mental Health Awareness Week. Yep, and I've seen a lot of people talking about um, eating disorders. So obviously we give Brothers in Arms a massive shout out if you're struggling with your mental health. Brothers in Arms are amazing. But then you've got the Samaritans. If you've got addiction problems, it's Alcoholics Anonymous. But because I've heard a lot of people talk about um, eating disorders this week, you can get Overeaters Anonymous. So it's just a part of the family that is AA... OA, you can get Narcotics Anonymous, Gambling Anonymous, all that stuff. And Overeaters Anonymous is really good. I have been there at numerous stages throughout my life. Uh, people have a stereotypical opinion on OA. They think it's just people that are overweight, but it's not. It's bulimia, it's um, anorexia, it's all that stuff. And it's a really important charity that can help somebody out there. So um, if you know somebody that's struggling with an eating disorder or if you're struggling with that, I would say Google Overeaters Anonymous and they will help you. See if you're looking for therapy, I know. I'm not like pulling your chain, Paul, but Paul's a therapist. Fucking get in touch. Paul will sort you out. I mean, look at me. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, if you're a young guy or female, whatever, um, get in touch with Paul and he'll, and he'll sort you out. I like working with the men folk. Yeah. We're fucked, mate. Yeah. We need it. Scheme boys doing scheme things. Exactly, bro. You fairy scheme. See, back in the day when I was in the scheme, see, therapists, therapists, you know that? You drown the cunts in a pond. If anybody was a therapist. <laughs> it's true. You'd think all that shit was black magic. Feelings and all that. Feelings didn't exist in the scheme, mate. You hold it in and your heart explodes when you're 40. <laughs> like every other boy in the scheme. <laughs> you're trying to dodge the scheme. How are you, Paul? I'm going to need to get used to switching these cameras, mate. Yeah. Doing my nothing. I'm all right, mate. I'm okay. I've had a busy week. We were out at the weekend. Yes. My boy. Introduced we, me to your friend group. I did. It's like, um, it's like official, isn't it? It's like mm. getting official. Um, mm -hmm. But you went for a Guinness Zero. Yes, I did. You came for a Guinness with me on Saturday before the football. Delicious. Did you enjoy it? I did. First of all, was I well behaved in front of your friends? Absolutely. <laughs> Top notch, sitting chatting away. Yeah, it was so good. So you bring somebody in to like your friend group like that i don't know about you but i get like anxious no because you know well depending on the person i wasn't anxious because of you in any way or excuse me but you feel responsible for the person you know what i mean and how many they you'd met like one or two of them before yes then the other three or whatever like you'd never met before um and you were sitting chatting away you did well thank you i'm proud of you thank you very much um the old sensory overload wasn't too bad that night good company with good people and the guinness zero was fucking delicious by the way thank you for um arranging that i enjoyed it very much yep i enjoyed to go to the pub with you mate 
Yeah, it was good ones. We were there with a mate. I don't think he watches the podcast. No, so does he? Fuck? Talking about the Merchant City Medical, he, we were saying, weren't we? Like, because he was moaning about his hairline. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't know. And we were like, fucking pay a five hundred pound deposit. Shoddy salesman in a pub, mate. Just pay a five hundred pound deposit, man. Go and get a fucking. But that was total denial. Yeah, complete denial. Like, no, I don't know. I don't think I need it yet. Like, I, you, if, I'm no, I'm not being a dick about it. If my hairline was like that, I'd be getting one. Yeah, hundred percent. Why the fuck no? Five hundred quid. Full blown gammon nut in denial, talking shit, <laughs> and we're sitting there. I'm supposed to listen to that gammon fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hope he does listen to it. Man. I know. He loves Imagine it. if this was the first time he listened to it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about somebody else, mate. Wasn't it you? No, but that was a good day, mate. Thank you very much. It was good to be out and about and good tunes as well. It's a long day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, mate. Started at one. Yeah. I didn't even hate me like fucking three in the morning. So Aye. Uh no, maybe about two. Something mm. like that. It was fucking knackered, but I um do you remember you mocked me about my sobriety? No. Yeah. You did. When? I don't, I'm, I'm a wee bit sore, I don't know if I'll... Uh, <laughs> On you go. You had a couple of drinks in you, you were feeling loosey-goosey. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting there, you obviously said it as a joke, but you were sitting drinking a cocktail, and you were like, ah, do you want a tan? And I started laughing, and you were like, ah, go take a tan. And that was it. But obviously, because I'm mentally right. crippled, I was like, ha ha ha, and my head I'm like locked and loaded for episode fucking 76. Right. <laughs> But it was a joke. I wasn't even was serious. Like, oh, have a, a fucking drink. Have a drink. No, it was a joke. It was a joke. The cocktail I was drinking was uh, Aperol Spritz, mm. which is like an orange liqueur with Prosecco. And just like, you know, I made a joke. I think everybody at the table passed a comment about me moving for pints of Guinness onto like Aperol Spritz. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with a guy drinking a cocktail, Dan. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I tell you what. I've got a problem with though. Three pounds for a pint of soda water. Oh mate. Redmond's and Deniston fucking calling you out, man. Shame on you. Get on your fucking knees and grunt to God for forgiveness for the absolute cheek of charging three pounds for a soda water. It's five pounds a Guinness. I'm better off on Guinness. Fuck's sake. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> try to get you to break your sobriety, but like when the bill, so first thing that fucking pissed me off was table service. Yeah. I like a bit of, let's go, I, I like going to the bar, getting around, bit of movement, you know what I mean? I can't be fucked with us, sit at your table and fucking stay there and we'll come up to you and then they want tips and all that. Like, I'm going to give you a tip at the bar, but I, I like a bit, I don't like, I'm not a big fan of table service. See if the place is like full to capacity and you don't want it like pure 10 deep at the bar. Okay, I understand it, but it's fucking quiet in there, man. There's yeah. almost as many people serving, but that was the first thing. And then it because it's table service, it forces you to like it makes us pure awkward bit at the end of the night because you're trying to like, well, who's you know, just a receipt comes. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, what the fuck? But we got the because me, you, and Dave got there early, and then other people joined us, and we cleared our tab. Yeah. And you were like, I wonder how much, if they charged at all, and it was fucking £3 a pint. 
or what is essentially tap water and gas. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, if the sober pal was there and they don't charge for soda water, the you know, you skip around. You don't pay because of if course. you're, you know what I mean? Of course. But then because it's £3 for a soda water, I'm like, fucking hell, man, I need to get the rounds in because it's just as much as a pint. Plus, I'm no a smelly bastard either. I'm no one of the cunts that doesn't get a round in. The worst cunts alive. Off, mate. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story about that, man. Like, we used to go down to the Lion's Den. You ever, been, you, were you ever in the Lion's Den? It was kind of about, it used to be so. down at, uh, at uh, Parkhead. The Shettleston end of Parkhead, but it was a Celtic pub, obviously called the fucking Lion's Den. And one of my mates played in a, like a covers band. Mm-hmm. And they were doing a gig one night. And it was like a Friday night. It was actually a really fucking good night. And you would go down and you're like fucking 17. You know what I mean? They weren't like giving a fuck. Like. And there was like, honestly, mate, there was like fucking 10 hours around a table. And it got to this guy who was a fucking notorious Jake. Now, I'm not saying, like, see if you've got any money and you're just up front about it. Like, you come down to the pub and you go, listen, I don't want to get in on the rounds because I've only got enough for, like, two or three pints and I'm just going to sit and nurse. Whereas we're, like, fucking caning them, do you know what I mean? And he fucking waited until it was his turn. He was the last one. Like, it's your round. And he was like, oh, I don't have any money. Dirty bastard, man. He also, one night, this is the same guy, as I'm saying, pure notorious Jake, begged one of my mates to pay him into a nightclub and then was like at the bar, then shots. Fuck off with that, man. I can't go that shit. Man. I hate it, mate. I hate it. Pure Jake ball behaviour. I've, I've known a lot of people. I remember like turning up to meet people and, oh, I've not got my wallet and stuff. You're like, guy. Very good. It's a sin. That should be a sin. That should be the eighth deadly sin. Again, see if you're short of cash, don't agree to go out. And then if somebody's like, oh, like, I've had mates that have been like this. I'm like, you want to come out on Saturday? We're all going to go out and all that. Nah, I'm just going to leave it. Oh, how no, no, but I've got no money. No, but I'll give 50 quid to come for the night out because I want you there. Do you know what I mean? And I've done that. Like, I don't mind that if somebody's just pure upfront, honest, like, I'm a wee bit skint, but see the cunts that fucking come out and say nothing and then wait for that moment where it's like, it's your turn and then, oh, forgot my wallet or fuck off with that, man. That actually, like, does my nothing. Mm-hmm. Does my fucking nothing. This same guy that I'm talking about, and you know what, fuck it, his name, I'll, I'll no say his full name because you'll be able to go and fucking look him up, but he, his name is Fisher. He's like, that was his nickname. It's his last name. I remember one time I had an empty... And I went for a pish and I came back and he was in the fridge. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Munching. He was a bit too open, like a... Remember like one of the wee fucking scheme chocolate pot? Aye. Yogurt type things? Like a chocolate mousse? He was a bit to crack one of them up, made the spoon out and everything, mate. And were you like, what are you doing? Fucking took it straight off him. See if he had... I said to him as well, see if you had I said to me, can I have one of them? I'd have gave you but because you've went in and fucking helped yourself, you can get to fuck, man. Yeah. Fuck up. I know a lot of smelly bastards like that. So, um, I need to be careful because he's a Scottish podcaster. Years ago, we met for a Nando's and we went into Nando's and he was like, uh, I don't have my wallet. 
So straight away, I was just like, I'll get you a Nando's if you buy me one back, like mm -hmm. next time. And then there was an accident outside. I need to be careful because it was a really bad accident, right? Outside the Nando's, somebody get mugged and the guy get really uh, badly injured. Right. And I, and the, the boy that never brought his wallet tweeted about it. And then I put underneath it, did he lose his wallet as well? <laughs> and wi it. within 10 seconds, mate, he DM'd us and he's like, ah, it's fucking out of order. What's that all about? And I was like, shut up, you fucking prick. Bring your fucking wallet, man. Give me my fucking Nando's back, you fucking dog. Get your fucking fingers down your... Th get into that <laughs> toilet, get your fingers down your throat and get my fucking Nando's up, you cunt. Hi. No, but look... I think there's a total awkwardness to money with people, mm. especially people that don't have a lot. Um, but again, here would be my advice, just be honest about it. So if somebody invites you out for some food, say no. If they don't ask why, then whatever. But if it's a mate and you're like, no, listen, I don't have enough, I don't have enough money for that. I would always, if it was a good mate, I would always be like, well, look, man, I, I want you to come out. So, moan it. Yeah. I would never be like, oh, well, cool. Unless I didn't have the money. Do you know what I mean? And, and see that, if I was wanting to see a mate and I was like, do you want to come out for a, a bit of scran or you want to come out for a pint? And they were like, no, I don't have the money for it. And I didn't have the money for it. I'd be like, well, we'll come around and see you. Yeah. Because the whole purpose of going for food or whatever is to like sit and chat to people, like get to know them or whatever. So I just can't go cunts that think, because they're taking the piss, aren't they? Taking the piss. They're trying to take the piss out of you. They're hoping that you're going to just pay for it. We're putting you in a wee awkward position. So that was a bit. I'm putting you in a wee awkward position, hoping that you're just going to foot the bill. You know what I mean? And then the other ones, when you do that for people, and I don't expect it in return, but if they don't, you know, like offer, like if you, like in these situations, I, like I said, I've had mates where they've known the money to come out. I've wanted them to come out for a night out. And so I've gave them 50 quid um, to come for a night out. And then, you know, you're on a night out maybe like six months, a year later, whatever. They've got they've got money, they're back on their feet, and they don't even offer to buy you a fucking drink, man. I just can't go, man. Seriously, I'm like, money fucks. Money's a fucking absolute dickhead, by the way, because it totally fucks a lot of shit. Like, a lot of relationships, a lot of fucking friendships just get fucked up because of money, man. Like, yeah. I'm not a big fan of it at all, man. See if I didn't need that, I'd just get fucking rid of it. I know. Aye, I've been in that situation a lot. Do you like my new hat? I do. I went to Tam Shepherd's to buy it. When did you get it? Yesterday. Right. Walked it from my flat with my weighted vest on to Tam Shepherd's. Are you back on the weighted vest? Yes. It's been a while. It's been a while. There was a few things that made me think I need to get back into it. When we were out for drinks, no big deal by the way, when we were for drinks, I was wearing my shirt and I was like, ah, fuck, this is a bit neat on me. No, like, outrageously neat, right. but just neat. Uh-huh. Uh, to the point, like, I'm all right storing up, but when I sit uh, down... When I sit down, uh -huh. <laughs> When I sit down, I feel like... like a straight jacket <laughs> when I sit down. I've been there, mate, I've been there. Aye. So, and then, you know, you're in front of babes and all that, and I'm like, right, fuck, time to get the weighted. <laughs> in front of babes. <laughs> time to get the weighted vest back on but I, I feel good so I walked to Tam Shepherd's yesterday walked in first time I've been in years 
and something quite strange happened. What? Walked through Tam Shepherds. I don't know if you've been in. I have been to Tam Shepherds. Right. So when you hit the door, it hits the bell. Uh-huh. Before the door even shuts, the old guy behind the counter, who is a descendant of Tam Shepherds, I think it was his great... Tam Shepherd, the real person? Yep. No, okay. So he was the original owner, then it was his son, and then it's his other son. Oh, right, like, okay. Nepo babies? Yes. So the old guy behind the counter, who is like Tam Shepherd's the third, like 96 years old, and before I even had a chance to open my mouth, because I was wearing my joggies and my, my jumper and stuff, and he just done that. You can't return props. And I said, what? And he's like, you can't, you can't return props if you're wearing them. And I was like, wearing a prop? I just said, what prop? And he said, the fake cock. The massive fake. <laughs> you're a dick, man. <laughs> I was pure in there. I was pure bought into that there. The massive fake <laughs> plastic cock. Okay. Because he's like, the outline is massive. <laughs> On your joggies, you can see the shape of the bare end. The testicles are massive. He was getting dead confused because he's in his late 90s and stuff. And he's like, you can't take that off and then we have to resell it and stuff. And then his daughters came out and they were like, that's not a fake cock. That's a real cock. <laughs> <laughs> and then he get took to the back and it was really you're shite like, you like fell there with the shock of that and I just said I just want a top hat mate <laughs> <laughs> that's my Tam Shepherd story aye so there we go <laughs> six quid for a top hat brilliant did you wear it him? <coughs> did you wear it out? just gonna wear this out I'd, I'd die I stay up Shawlands and Vicky Road and stuff. You can wear a top hat now. If I'd done that in Springburn, you'd get fucking murdered with an axe. Aye. Uh, you got to get a unicycle? Uh, maybe. Maybe a wee tricycle. Mm-hmm. So I used to wear a top hat when I first started doing stand-up. Aye, that's what I thought it was. I thought that was your stand-up. That's why I'm. That's why I purchased it. That's why I purchased it. But you should have seen me yesterday. I was sitting on a bench in Queen's Park mm -hmm. eating a meal deal with a weighted vest on and I tried my top hat on. See some of the looks I was getting, man. <laughs> Fuck, you know. The babes like that. Aye, who's that? Handsome, ch chubby hog boy. He's like a throwback. <laughs> He's like a Victorian throwback <laughs> with a fucking bulletproof vest on. <laughs> <laughs> But I uh, I remember when I used to walk during lockdown with that on. I used I went into a wee corner shop in Milton. In fact, I was doing at Lamb Hall at the stables, and um, I walked in, and the guy behind the counter was like, "Ah, is that a bulletproof vest?" And I was like, "No, mate, it's a fucking weighted vest for walking." So casual in his chat, just thought it was a bulletproof vest. One time I was cutting through Poso as well and a Polis fan drove up and was like curb crawling me. And I just pointed at the, me the men's health. Like that fucking men's health! So, there we <laughs> well, go. That wasn't, that wasn't the reason why we were fucking crawling you. <laughs> <laughs> We've had reports. Aye, because you've got, you're wearing a plastic fake cock. 
<laughs> you a fan of Blackadder? I wouldn't say so, mate. No. But I did watch it. There's a... My cousin had a, what, a VHS of, like, Blackadder. Mm. You know what I mean? And that wouldn't have been getting fucking put on in my house, that's for fucking sure. But I think they, this was like my auntie that thought she was cultured. Yeah. Um, But the... Black Adder, that would be like sort of cultured comedy, wouldn't it? You would, um, it's like highbrow, yes, it? like well, I would say so, like the, a highbrow subject with like lowbrow comedy, if you know what I mean. And they're talking about like the Victorians and Henry VIII and stuff like that, aren't they? The Ben Elton kind of crew, Monty Python, yes, yes, English, yeah, cunts, right? Hi, I'm kidding on, I, I've got family that are English, I'm, I'm joking, Same. um, but. The, there's a an episode of that where he's got a cock piece and oh. I was like a wee guy. Like a pure, like, and was pure, what's that, but? <laughs> I think he's meeting the Pope as well. I'm going to Google this, right, and see if I can find it, but <laughs> definitely, like, he's, like, meeting somebody like the Queen or the Pope or something like that and he puts in a, like, a cock piece and it was, like, curved up. Like, he's got a fucking raging hard on. And I can remember being a wee guy and being like, but no, but but what's that? And they were all just like, shh, it's all right. Don't worry about it. No, no but <laughs> what, what's that for? What's he doing? What's... I don't know. It's a bit random, but aye. Were you sitting, watching it with your dad? Watching it with the family, aye. They must have just been pure mortified. Oh, amazing. I've not watched that in years, mate. I loved things like The Young Ones. I loved The Young Ones. Mm-hmm. That was good. Did you watch Bottom? Aye. I loved Bottom aye. as well. Bottom was good. Rick Mail. Uh-huh. See if you want a good laugh and you're bored, mate. You should Google bottom live bloopers. I've, I had, I had, a, I had it all. Well, my best mate got me into it, and he had like the. It wasn't even DVDs; it was VHS, like box sets, mm-hmm. and he had like the live shows, and then the bloopers were like part of that. And we watched them all. There's like a live show where they're like on a desert island, mate. They are underrated. Can't start sleeping on that. There's an episode that they did of that that was in a, like, based in, like, a sort of carnival, and it's just they two sitting stuck on a Ferris wheel, and it's just the two of them sitting, and it's fucking magical, man. I mean, I think Rick Mill was a genius, mate. Aye. And the other guy's Adrian? Uh, Ed Adamson, his name was. Mm -hmm. So a lot of kind of new people just think of him as somebody that does like cooking shows and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. When really, like back in the day, he was he was a god, mate. Comical genius, man. Yeah. I mean, I think they both wrote Bottom and the Young Ones, man. Yeah. Fucking geniuses, man. And then Rick Mayo played like the pure Tory Hi. and the Young Ones, and then he was like a pure disgusting bastard in, in Bottom. And then Wright said Fred. Yes. I mean, just they two... I would say that I'll probably get fucking absolutely like annihilated for this. I would say that the young ones bottom, the bottom live shows, and then the movie Right Said Fred matches anybody's career and sort of British, even Gervais, like matches the lot of it because it was so groundbreaking. You know what I mean? Like, aye, man. Aye, so if anybody's out there, bottom live, fucking amazing, man. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And then they did, although there is a there is a blip, they made that Hotel Paradiso and they couldn't get the rights to use the bottom. 
So it was the characters and it was them, but, and it was a bit shite. Yeah. He was struggling with his health towards the end of his life, wasn't he? He mm-hmm. had brain problems. Did he not crash a did he not like crash a quad bike or something and I like think so, maybe. get brain damage or something like that? Yeah. Uh, he was incredible. I remember years ago my friend's mum went to see Bottom Live at the Kings and the fire alarm went off. And during the show, Rick Mail was like, This is not part of the show. The fire alarm is off. And everybody was sitting there and they never believed him. <laughs> Like, people for the theatre had to jump on the stage. Like, this is no fucking fire alarm. So that's how good... He met at university. He met him just on his, his Wikipedia. He met Aid Adamson at fucking uni. Wow. Um, See, um, Aid, Adrian. Uh-huh. He's married... He was married to um, the vicar of Dibley. Uh, Don French. French. I think so. Was it? No, no, wait a minute. That, that was, was Henry, uh, Lenny Henry. Aye. And her were married, weren't they? I think he was married to the French and Saunders, the other one. It was a quad bike accident, aye. Wow. Um, I think you're right. I think one of the two of them was married to Jennifer Saunders, not yeah. Don French. Aye, Don French was married to Lenny Henry. Yeah. Well, that's got to be a golden age of British comedy. Aye. Absolutely fabulous. You a fan of that? I wouldn't say I was a fan, but I used to watch it and I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say I was like, it doesn't excite me as much as Bottom and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. What was the one about the two guys that were like pure 90s lager louts? Two comedians? Uh Uh-huh. Two guys lived in a flat, one with dark hair. Men behaving badly? Yes. Yes. I loved that, mate. Mm. I love that. Think about what used to be like Saturday night prime time TV. Yeah. Compared to like now. I don't even think we've got a prime TV now. It's just Ant and Deck. They've uh, quit. Yeah. Was this recently? Aye, aye. I think very, very fucking recently. Wow. Um, we need to talk about Philip Schofield as well. Like what's going on there? Can we? How? How no? Is it, is it no legal stuff? What they says? Or Patreon money. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, we need to be careful with that. Though. Aye, aye. Um, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Aye. Aye, you're right. I don't know if we have prime time, but as you think about the stuff that used to go on it, man, it's Crazy. Crazy. Stella Black, uh-huh. Michael Barrymore. Uh-huh. Like, Michael Barrymore was bigger than fucking Anne Dick. 
He was the equivalent of the time. Sarah yeah. Black as well. Yeah. Have you ever spoke about Sarah Black? I don't think we have. Have we not? We Do you know that about... she was an uber cunt? Do you know, sadly, I did hear that, mate. I did hear that. You ever heard any of the stories? No. No? Oh, my God. Like, what, brutal. What was it? So, um, when she would... So, I think she used to... Where was... Television Centre was in London, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. the, where ITV and all that would be, like, filming all their stuff. I'm sure whatever or what basically she didn't live near it so she used to get a flight to wherever they were i'm trying to think she was like itv wasn't she she was like channel three maybe that's in manchester i think so i know there's a big one in manchester right anyway and the, well the, the new bbc tell it the new television centers in manchester now um, but then remember there was television center in London, the big grey building that used to used to show on the BBC. Anyway, she used to fly for wherever she lived, and she used to Liverpool, wouldn't she? To wherever she would film, fucking surprise, surprise, and blind date and blah blah blah. And she would have like the air basically like the staff weren't allowed to look at her. If she caught them looking at her, she'd go off her nut. They had to have like a gin and tonic waiting for her when she got on the flight. And if there was anybody sitting anywhere near her, she would, like, kick half to fuck. Bastard, So man. she was, like, a total cow. And apparently her husband had to give up, like, his full career for her and stuff like that. Like, she didn't want him working. She wanted to be, like, the centre of everything in her life. Horrible bastard. Supposed to be not a very nice person. Like most of them, sadly. I, I don't know why I remember this, but I also remember reading somewhere that she had really strange eating habits. Right. Like odd, oddball eating habits. What's that stuff? I can't even remember off the top of my head. It's like a black, it's a jar of black goo. Marmite? Marmite. I love Marmite, mate. Do you? <laughs> I'm a weirdo, mate. She used to eat Marmite with something. But it was a mental combination. I don't know what it was. It was like marmite and fucking chicken or uh -huh. something. Like so something mental. I'll, I'll look this up. But while I tell you this, right? So I went down like a pure... Um, I think her, her actual real name's Priscilla White as well, by the way. Mm. Um, eating. She used to eat oranges in Oxo Cube. Mate, that was it. <laughs> Fuck knows where I got that for. But also in uh Marmite. Orange covered in oxo cube. How oh strange. my god. Ugh, imagine that. So I went over you know, obviously like our generation, she was Sarah Black was the pure what was the one where she would get like the family like the long estranged surprise surprise was it? That, yes. that one they used to get like the estranged family members and they would come over for Australia like they've never met their mum or like their mum's gave them up for adoption and blah blah blah. So that was like I don't know like Sarah Black was pure whiter than white back in the day like my mum loved her everybody loved her she was that one wasn't she like I don't know what you would who would it be who'd be the equivalent nowadays Do we even have um carol vorderman yeah Every, uh, people love her don't they yeah i don't even know i don't even know if maybe before she sadly passed away like um her that used to do like present love island and stuff like that people loved her as well um but anyway 
So she was like always on her TV screens, like Sarah Black, Sarah Black. Um, and I was there talking to a mate, one of the people that were there on Saturday night. Um, and I was saying to her, do you know that Sarah Black was like a pure bastard and like, wait till you see these Reddit feeds. She was like, like, I'm finding it hard to believe that because she did all that work, like surprise, surprise. And I was like, what? Like, do you think that the people that are presenting TV shows are actually like contacting family in Australia and bringing it? And she was like, I've never really thought about it, but now that you say that, like, I no, I was like, no, that would have been like people in the background. Like Sarah Black was not going out there and reuniting fucking mm -hmm. families. Like there was like a production team that did that. All that she did was come out and sing the fucking song mm -hmm. and she was devastated. It was like a fucking store about your childhood away for or something. I kids, I mean, like Jimmy Savo did Jim will fix it, obviously. It's really similar in that. Mm -hmm. Like sick kids getting in touch and he's making a dream come true. I'm not obviously she's nowhere near Jimmy Savo, but do you know my I think I've I know a story about Silly Black. I think it was my granddad wrote into that show. It was either my granddad or my gran that um lost a brother he went a brother that like went to australia and just never heard from them again never heard from them again and they tried to get like that show to help and it just never it never happened no uh but back then it was like really common for that stuff to happen well i somebody was somebody was saying that the other day like i was talking to somebody and they were telling me a wee bit about themselves and they were saying like oh like back in 89 my best mate moved to australia and then i got a postcard five years later saying you should come out and move out and i was thinking to myself like what and he was like no that was that that's what happened like you didn't keep like this constant contact that we've got with each other that wasn't a thing until you know like 2010 onwards with smartphones and stuff and i was like fuck man he's right yeah like countries they just disappear after mm -hmm. the face of the fucking planet man you'd done something bad you could just i mean i had an uncle that fucking immigrated to canada because he was wanted for murder so wow and he just fucked off still alive no long gone yeah came back in uh came back from my grand funeral but flew into heathrow with pure paranoid that he's fucking not that they were going to be waiting for him um but i i you're right like people used to just go move away and you'd never ever hear from them ever again. Nowadays, you know what they had for their dinner. Yeah. You your neighbour for like 10 years ago and you've no, oh. Yeah. yeah. Now you're like, what do you mean they've no got Facebook? Or Twitter or Instagram or anything? Talking about Savo, what about... Uh, uh, there's a Labrador in the studio. That was my impression of Rolf Harris, sorry. <laughs> uh, Rolf Harris passed away. 93 years old was that the day um it wasn't today no i actually from um from what i read i think he died a week ago and his family have just announced it right i kind of i mean i feel bad for i feel bad for like rolf harris's family jimmy savile's family i don't think savile had any family but i feel bad for these people man i've mm. been fucking associated with these fuckers but um Good riddance, mate. Did he die in jail? No, he was he was in pris prison. He served his sentence, oh, and he's been free for I think he's been free for a couple of years, mate. Right. Okay. He was living as a free man. 
but I don't really know the full story behind it. I don't really want to mention it on the podcast either because yeah. it's disgusting. Behind but, like what he did? Yeah. I knew they'll tell me. But he can burn in hell. Aye. <laughs> exactly. Do you know that, um, you know, coincidence, obviously, Rolf Harris was the royal portrait painter. Yes, I did know that. And Jimmy Savile was their counsellor. I think the Queen personally asked Jimmy Savile to counsel uh, Diana and Charles. Wow. Right, okay, that's strange, isn't it? That's like you and Sharon going through a breakup and getting fucking Mr. Blobby to to be your (laughs) counsellor. Why is this fucking ghoul talking to us about a relationship? And he's not married? Yes. Wow, I mean, just that's a mind blow, that uh, fucking weird... Do you know when he, uh, Rolf Harris died, I, I guarantee something else. I bet you that's the last ever person that will play the fucking didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy on Buchanan Street that so plays the didgeridoo. Mm. Well, it'll be the last person that's famous for playing the fucking didgeridoo. Mate, it used to play a piece of cardboard for fuck's sake. Yeah. I really, I, I grew up loving Rolf Harris, man. Yeah, the pet, the hospital, pet hospital stuff. But even before that, he used to do like a, I don't know what it was called, but he had his own sort of like TV show where he would do like wee caricatures and yeah. then he would do his like song at the end and he'd play the board and stuff like that. I grew up loving Rolf Harris, man. It was, that was a, that was a gutter for me, genuinely, yeah. like a bit devastated. Like Jimmy Savile, I think he was maybe just a wee bit too old, like, and talk about in my life, like, I don't really remember watching Jim will fix it and... It was there, and it was on the TV, but it wasn't like pure mm-hmm. mental, you know. Like my memory of like Savo, like the first sort of things was like Louis through. Like I remember him being on the telly. I remember him doing his charity runs, but I never really paid much attention to him. Yeah, I remember him being on. I think it was the Buzzcocks. Never mind the Buzzcocks. Yeah, and I was just like, "Who's this creepy old cunt?" Like I never actually thought he was that, but I just did always think he was. An odd, uh, an I, oddball. I don't know if I've said this in the podcast before, but this was my genuine reaction. When, when I get told, when I seen that, I was like, there is no way this is real because it's so obvious. There is no way a guy that looks like a paedophile, talks like a, like dresses like a paedophile, do you know what I mean? And is around children. Like, there's no way that this is real. Mm-hmm. It's just been one of the ones that's too obvious, but there you go. Yeah. In plain sight, as they say. Yes, that is true. Um, is there anything you'd like to talk about? We've not really had a chance to talk about. We never really spoke about the funny bunch because Mikey was in. Uh, we could talk about the sun, the Scottish sun. Let's talk about that. We'll talk about the funny bunch like after we've uh, yeah. we've talked about the Scottish sun. And also, I'll talk about how I went to the cinema the other night to see a mental fucking film. Oh, here a quick shout out by the way, a birthday shout out, mate. To, you know, Annie, for your patron. Yes. Mobags. Yep. It's her birthday on Thursday. Happy birthday, Annie. Happy birthday, Annie. You're a belter. Thank you for the support. So, there we go. That'll cost you 900 quid, but it's all right. <laughs> I, the son. Uh-huh. You, did you see it? I did. I seen that they subtweeted you. Is that right? No, they, they quoted you. 
They lifted my tweets and made a story about it. They've, it's not the first time either. Let me find the let me find the tweet. I hate the sun, mate. Yeah. They're absolute fucking scum. Did you you quote tweeted it, didn't you? Yes. Um for the people listening to the podcast, I had a thread of tweets that I tweeted, obviously. And it was regarding my career right now. And the Scottish stun, Sun ran a story on it. Scott Squad star stepping back from TV as he addresses the elephant in the room. I'm not even going to fucking click on it. Fuck them. Yeah, so they, they twisted it. They put words in my mouth. If I get offered acting work right now, I would take it. So they're making it out that I was walking away from the industry. I'm not. I just tweeted that I'm not going to chap a door that doesn't get opened anymore. And because I'm not going to chap a door that isn't getting opened anymore, I'm going to put all my attention, energy into stand-up comedy and this podcast, mm -hmm. which I absolutely love doing. I get more of a buzz out of this than other things that I've done in this industry. And they just twisted, twisted it around to kind of say that, you know, Darren, Darren Connell's abandoned the industry and also really hurtful stuff as well. Like I get nominated for a young talent BAFTA in 2015 mm -hmm. and they said something along the lines of nothing else has happened since then. I'm like, wait a minute. That's, I think that was eight seasons of Scott Squad that I was a main character in. I was also in a TV show called Trust Me with Jodie Whittaker and someday for the fucking in-betweeners. And then every single solo show I've done in Glasgow, I've sold out. Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of just dismiss that was uh, really disrespectful. Uh, and they mentioned this podcast as well. And did they? Just daft things, but they were calling it The Straight White Whale. And I'm like, it's just a wee runner that's copy and tweet pasted my tweets. But still... That's not the point. Who is he? Where is he? Let's it was a female. And a gentleman with a top hat never strikes a female. But <laughs> here I can put some money in a brown envelope and get you done in that's what I'm saying. Bad day called water fairy pain who should have when you do that. Did they mention that? No. <laughs> Fucking bastards. <laughs> it's your whole personality now, for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, but, mate, the son are absolute scumbags. I wouldn't want anything to fucking do with them. I hate the bastards. Do you know, I feel a wee bit that I shouldn't share this because it's a bit personal, but do you know they do doorstepped me when, um, do you know the knuckle duster story? No. So basically years ago when I was doing, I have spoke about it in the podcast I was doing a show. On this podcast? With me? Aye. Back. Right, okay. Aye, many, many episodes ago. So I was doing an ICW wrestling event. Basically, I went to Bulgaria, right? And I bought a knuckle duster. And when I was there, I thought that would be funny to use as a prop for Scott Squad. Right. Because it was a mental, mental knuckle duster, right? It was like, it looked like the Irma Shredder the turtles right okay so i was like in my head the idea i have for bobby is if bobby runs into the police station with this knuckle duster and he'll be like officer karen um 
my granddad gave me sovereign rings <laughs> and officer karen would be like that's no sovereign rings it's a deadly weapon bobby you'll get four and a half years for that no back when i bought it alcoholic depressed stressed kept it in my bag forgot that it was in my bag went and did this icw event steaming broke my ribs had to go to stop pole out my tits and medication right came back for stop pole and my mate was having a stag do in germany mm -hmm. so i've just picked up this big massive fucking suitcase it's still got bulgarian stickers on it and stuff and i've just forced all my clays into this suitcase ran through glasgow airport at like six in the morning with broken ribs full of medication and i get stopped at the check-in and they were like what the fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> two polis two right. polis like huckled me into a room and i'm like lifting my tap up like because when you break your ribs your skin goes black Aye, so i'm like i broke my ribs at an icw wrestling event in the knuckle dusters for fucking prop for scott squad no uh, prop Aye. <laughs> so check. because i've never had a criminal record i've never been in trouble or anything like that i think they realized that i was just a fucking idiot right so the guy was like you know we'll let you go with us you can go away go on your holiday but you'll probably get a letter through the door and i was like no worries and um i got a letter through the door and it was for carrying a weapon but there were mental charges like a terrorism charge mate what i was up for a terrorism charge what because i was carrying a weapon and obviously carrying a dead like a an offensive weapon uh-huh so the two charges they dropped um they dropped the terrorism charge and then my lawyer just said you know you're better off just accepting the other charge it will be on your record for a year uh -huh. and then after a year you'll have a clean record and i just done that fuck it let's just accept it but see when you go to court I was at court that day, mate, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm standing up in Paisley fucking court and there's cunts, like there's people in the room, like other people that are up for for offences. Uh -huh. And there's people in the back like that. Is that that cunt half that Scottish one? <laughs> no. And then obviously the there's always a journalist there. Like no matter what, I think a journalist is there. We're constantly just at court Aye. in case at, something happens. At all times. Uh-huh. So there was a journalist there and then uh my mom phoned us like three hours later she was like a journalist just chapped her door and i was like what it was the the son sent a female journalist to my housemate wow stunning supposedly stunning stunning female journalist chapped my door and she was like oh do you know think it would be fun if dan done a story and we kind of came from that angle that it'd be quite funny and I was like, right, get the fuck away from my door. Aye, man. Scumbags. Yep. Absolute scumbags. Targeting the weak when somebody made a genuine mistake. Obviously, it was stupid. I was very, very stupid and I made a mistake and the police were just doing their job. But in that moment of, because it's embarrassing as well, mate. Mm -hmm. You talk about other people and you're like, oh, that guy's a fanny and all that. And I'm like, wait, I'm the fanny i'm a fanny like that's a pure dickhead stupid move uh -huh. everything stupid like you're, it was only handheld luggage i'm running through glasgow airport with a suitcase that size mate it's fucking, <laughs> fucking idiot man 
we're knuckle dusters. <laughs> we, we, we are knuckle duster it and see when they were all looking at me. I was like, is it my shampoo and pe- uh, aftershave? Oh, no. And the guy was like, ah, no, no, your shampoo, mate. <laughs> and then when the police was leading me into the, the room, the police was like, ah, you're in trouble. Really? Ah, he's like, ah, you're in deep, deep trouble. Oh, fuck off, man. And then you I said to him, shit? you're not going to let me explain myself <clears throat> first. And when I explained myself, he's like, right, this guy's not a fucking idiot. Uh, we, so get, that, we get a really nice message after a police officer, but you get some police officers that are on, like, a heavy power trip and see stuff like that, like, you're in trouble. Oh, no, you're going to jail. Why do that? You know? Why bother? Aye. To a guy that is, I mean, who am I? I'm no special, right? But I was an alcoholic. I was depressed. I'm social anxiety. Imagine saying that to somebody before you've even had a chance to uh, explain yourself. Mental. It's a mental story. Aye, mate. That'll make it clipped. Aye. So, um, I, I've had tunnels of things like that with police. I remember when I was 18, uh, my brother was having a party in his mate's house. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go around and chat at the door and see if they'll let me in to have some beers. Uh-huh. And for some reason, they, they weren't the answering the door. I don't know why. It wasn't at me. They told me it later. They told me later on, they were like, we thought it was somebody else. Because they, they shat it. So I'm chapping the front door. Then I went round the garden and chapped the window of the kitchen. Then I went back round the front. Next thing I know, a police motor drives up and because i'm so naive i just stood there and i'm pinned up against the wall i'm getting searched and stuff and they were like one of the neighbors is saying you're trying to break uh, into, the house. Break into the house <laughs> <laughs> so there we go fucking mental i was like why would i be chatting the fucking door if i was breaking into the house i mate. i had the police pull me one time on <clears throat> walking home from mcdonald's and i worked at mcdonald's it was like fucking one in the morning and I'd still toe cap boots that I wore because I worked in the kitchen and you just shit drop your feet or whatever. And they were pure, what you get them for? I was like, for my work at McDonald's. And like, there's pure bogging McDonald's uniform in the bag, pure stinking of fucking Big Macs. Where have you been? Working. Where'd you work? McDonald's. Can you see, you see the uniform? They emptied my bag out in the fucking street one in the morning. We get still toe cap boots for. Just came in for my fucking work, you prick. Absolute fucking bounce, but I was cheeky. I was like, "Why geezer left up the road?" They were like, "No, fannies." Nah, I've had that as well, mate. I remember one back in the day when I was gigging and I never had any taxi money, so I went to the gig and the promoter dropped his half in the tune. Then he what I say, I never had any money, so I walked at him for the tune, and um, a riot van pulled up just in Springburn. Where have you been? All that shit. And I had to, sometimes I have a list of jokes in my horn. Uh-huh. So I was just like, ah, mate, look, I was doing stand-up in a pub the night and I've not got any money and there's my jokes and they were all doing that, go tell us a joke and all that. Oh, like, fuck off. Fuck off. So there you go. But apart from that, the police are brand new. <laughs> Especially the nice message we get a fair police officer recently about ah, something yeah, that means a lot. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely. And we replied. Yes. If you're a mad deviant, you're not getting a reply, but... If you're a genuine cunt, you'll get a reply. Hi. <laughs> or if you're messaging things like, uh, uh, have you watched Heat with Al Pacino? You're like, all right, four o'clock in the morning, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Um, so the funny bunch. 
Yes, the funny bunch. We never really had a chance to talk about it because Mikey was here. Mm -hmm. Even though Mikey was a good guest. Mm -hmm. A great guest. Good fun. I was good, wasn't it? Absolutely, man. I thought I had a fucking great night, mate. Um, I thought that it was a nice venue. Um, it did look like the type of place where you would go and get into a kit hole, though. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Um, but great venue, great lineup, crowd were great. Um, felt a wee bit more subdued mm -hmm. in comparison to the stand. I don't know why that would be, but um, I don't know. Like, usually the stand, like, every country pure rowdy, you know what I mean, in, yeah. in Funny Bunch, but everybody seemed a bit sort of quiet. I don't know if it was because you were so high up in the stand. I don't know. What do you think? Would yeah, I mean, I think with the stand, there's a lot of walk-ins as well, and I, I really don't know. Maybe maybe it was just because of the first time. I mean, none of the staff knew who I was. Sound guy didn't know me. But bar staff never knew who, me, who I was. What was it he called you? Darren O'Connell or something. O'Connell. Ah, hi, hi. So many people say that to me, Drew. Is that that Darren O'Connell? I mean, his name's just Darren Connell, but your your uh, Irish ancestors would have probably been O'Connell, wouldn't they? Yes, they were. And they'd have changed it when they came out here to try and fit in with the Masons. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Random we, fact of the day. We we did used to be O'Connell. Um, but I, it was good. It's a great night. And it's made me, I noticed one thing as well, back when we just started this, I did a one, the first funny bunch, I think I said, who listens to the podcast? And it was like three people in the room. Mm -hmm. The stand's 220 people and there was only three people that said they listened to it. And then at that funny bunch, I said, who listens to the podcast? And I think everybody said we listened to it. Aye, absolutely. At least three quarters anyway. Yeah. So I think we need, we're going to do a live show. 100%. We're going to do a live show. So for people that are listening to this, if you're a Patreon member, if you sign up, though, I mean, obviously there's some work that needs to go into it. But maybe, you know, if it's £10 a ticket, if you're a Patreon member, we'll give you a 50% discount or something. Something like that. Basically pay your Patreon subscription for the month if you were planning on coming. Yes. Also, there's a thing with Patreon now. You can get a seven-day trial. You can post that for people that want to do a seven-day trial. Oh, really? And then sign up. I might post that. But I, me and Paul, we're going to do a show. Um, There might be DJs. There might be stand-up comedians. We'll, we'll see what's happening. But it will, it will be a straight white whale um live show event yes so we will get that sorted not a problem you looking forward to it paul absolutely i'm mate i'll be buzzing for that get me back in that stage man get me my applause pure full blown ego mate um i will <laughs> be good mate i came off the stage pure narcissistic personality disorder <laughs> um how long have we done done now mate an hour i've only got a couple of wee things let's um, talk about this uh movie Oh, mate. Have you seen John Wick 4 yet? Yes. Is it good? Outstanding. Right. I need to... 10 out of 10. Okay. I need to... I've been trying to wait for it to come on IPTV, but anyway. It's brilliant. Right, okay. I'm going to go and see it. I was not looking forward to it. I thought it was going to be shite because there's been four, you know, and it was very good. And it was also quite funny at certain points as well. It's kind of poking fun at itself because they films just, you know, get a bit silly 
but the soundtrack's amazing as well. I think you'll enjoy it, mate. I'll go check it out. You'll enjoy it. But I went to the cinema the other night to see the new Jacqueline Phoenix one. Okay. It's called Bew is Afraid. Now, I love him, right? He is one of my one of my heroes. He's also got a fat lip, like myself. So I, I think can... he's got a cleft lip. Was he? Aye, I think he'd a cleft palate. Mate, don't talk about my best, mate. Uh... Sorry, sorry, Joaquin. <laughs> um, now, I've got a high threshold for films. I can watch, literally sit and watch anything, mate, and enjoy it. And that is hands down the biggest lot of shite I have ever seen in my life. It was, even I was there with my pal when she was like, there was people laughing, mate, in the cinema. It was that shite. It was so mental. Oh, really? Yep. So it's supposed to be serious? So it wasn't a comedy that people were laughing? It wasn't a comedy. Oh, no. So from what I gathered from it is Bew, his character, mm-hmm. is paranoid schizophrenic or he's got something like that okay and he doesn't take his medication and then the entire film which is three hours long is from a pov pov point of view of a paranoid schizophrenic that doesn't take their meds so it's like you're watching a trip it's like you're watching a drug trip or dmt Right. So even at points, I was like, ah, this is like DMT. There's scenes that just don't make sense. There's situations that don't make sense. And I Googled it and it said it's because the guy never took his medication. And you don't even, I don't even know if there's a story to it. It's just fucking mental, mate. Well, IMDb's gave, gave it 7 out of 12. Your score, 16,000 reviews, average of 7.1 out of 10. That would be like, I watched that for me. Anything over a six on IMDb and let will get a go. But um I mean I'd watch it. I'd definitely watch it out of curiosity. But if I was to rate it out of ten, I would give it a two out of ten. Right. That bad? Yeah, mate. Wow. Wow. Aye, so the synopsis on uh, IMDb is following the sudden death of his mother, a mild mannered but anxiety ridden man confronts his darkest fears as he embarks on an epic kaleidoscope odyssey back home which is a shame because i love him he's a great actor he is a great actor um i thought he did johnny cash justice which couldn't wasn't no it couldn't have been hard uh must have been hard so stay away for that shite then <sighs> i mean it's three hours mate it's a lot that's a big investment into it yeah three hours you get the feeling that it's a director that's quite arty farty and it's like, you know, everything's got a secret meaning to it and stuff. And mm-hmm. Aye, it's, it's, it's all about your interpretation. Cunts love that shit. That's why it'll be getting a big score, you know? Yeah. People think that the smell of their shite's interesting, do you know what I mean? Still recording. Darren's camera's cut out. We're going to wrap up anyway. We're we? going to wrap up. Aye, I'll tell you quickly, there was a scene in it when there was a cock and a penis. A cock and a penis? A cock and testicles in the loft and it was like screaming for help and he was somebody was stabbing it with a knife and someone in the cinema was pure that's because he's scared of his sexuality. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Well, I'll wrap up since I'm the only one with a camera. Yes, mate, we'll wrap up. Look, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in. That was episode 76. I need to tell you, if you want to sign up to the Patreon, it would be very much appreciated. Yeah, that comes with some added bonuses as well. Future discount tickets for live events. If I'm doing a funny bunch, we'll sort you out with that as well. Um, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all that stuff. And see just the power of just sharing this into your WhatsApp groups and telling your pals about it. It would be very much appreciated. Thank you to everybody that supports it and all the kind words. It means a lot. Um... I'm changing my name back to O'Connell. And then I'm going to be in the IRA next week. Ah! I just didn't regret that. See you later, Paul. <laughs> <laughs>